Welcome to another episode of At The Lot. The date is May 23rd. It's been almost a month since our last drop of the pod. We are a third of the way into the season. Cal is one year into adult independence. Got your bills paid, brother? I have no choice. Uh, my landlord is my boss as well. So that double combo is pretty deadly. So yeah, definitely all paid up. Very unique situation there. Yeah. Very unique. I don't. That's good. I don't know if that's good or bad. But. It's pretty good. <laughs> he knows what I get paid. He knows if, if my rent is not paid, that it's his fault. Knowing who he is, I think you got. <laughs> I you got you got the edge. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so yes, we are one third of a, into the season. I mean, we are just a week away from our first holiday, which is usually a marker for both MLB teams and I believe probably the Sandlot owners too. I know people that I talk to. We use Memorial Day as a benchmark to find out where we all are at. Pretenders, contenders, panic mode, all that. So we're approaching that this weekend. Um, and truth be said, the standings don't say a whole lot. We're still pretty much tight within divisional races. I mean, you're probably, I think you're the furthest back by 10 being from first to last. Um, considering we've got two-thirds of the season left. Plenty of game left, so ready to talk about it? Absolutely. I finally fell back down to earth, which was to be expected, and it's gotten pretty ugly since our last pod, which, you know what? Fine. Whatever. I've resigned to my fate already, so let this off begin, I guess. I'm tired of doing this. Uh, One day I hope not to, but until then, it's time just to get better and look to the future. And with that, uh, the Green Onions are bringing up the rear of the entire league at 18-29. and um, like I said, ten games back in the the division, the wonders are uh, the caboose in the Bigfoot division. Uh, they are two games better at twenty and twenty seven, but they're only seven games back. Um, that division is pretty tight with um, the four contenders. We'll call it the threshold. Heat Wave leading the way at twenty seven. And 20 hardcore game back, along with Fanatics hanging on there at 26 and 21. And the Breaking Badgers, the last team with a winning record in the division at 25 and 22, two games back. And then the cluster of non divisional or non playoff teams for the moment. The Desert Dukes are tied with the Phenoms at 23 and 24, along with the Boys of Summer right behind them, a game back from them, 22 and 25. So <laughs> there is. There's no wiggle room right now, so um, this is pretty cool. And that's that's just in the Bigfoot division. Uh, kind of a, uh, what would you call it? They have and have not in the class division. The Golden Domers still hang on to their divisional lead of 28-19 record with a two-game lead over the Moonlight Grams. Uh, bringing up the third place is Tribe at 25-22, and 22, tied with the Bale Bonds hanging on in there. Um, and that cuts off the playoff spots. And then the non-playoff teams, you have the Gunners at 23-24. Um, had a great, um, unfortunately, had a, where we could have done the show, he would have been the highlight because um, he was on a tear at one point. 
Um, but there he is, right at 500 now, after having a tough uh, out of the gate. Iron Paws at sixth place at 20 and 27. The Black Sox at 19 and 28. And it's like 18 29. So, not a whole lot of separation in either division. Um, what sticks out to you? Uh, probably the our expansion teams, the ones that brought us to 16, would be the Fanatics and the Domers. Domers leading the way at the top of the clash, like you had said. And the Fanatics are coming on strong, looking to make a push deep into a, maybe even a postseason run. Uh, and the Bigfoot division, which is, I think we can kind of all agree, much more competitive at the top division. Um, so he's he's making his making his case for a playoff run against you know Badgers, Core, Heatwave, all pretty elite teams in their own regards. And you know, Fanatics might actually have a shot. Their points totals are not even close to what the others are, so there might be frauds. I don't know, um, but he's making moves. Yeah, it looks like he's he he seems primed to make a or an actual run for it. So, and meanwhile, the Domers, um, they might actually be yeah, kind of lucking out so far because um, if you look at their roster construction, it's very shaky. They're, they're on very shaky ground at first place. Uh, for for being at the top of their division, it's kind of kind of rough. Starting lineup looks good um, it, as long as they stay stay healthy. But the organizational depth is just nowhere to be seen. Um, got two green flags, minor leaguers on the bench. You got three players on DL stints, so that means just Josh Bell is the only person you can call upon day in day out for right now to provide you any sort of depth. Um, and meanwhile, you look at the the in the rotation and bullpen. Um, I see three red flags. And also, Dustin May just went down. He's going to be out for about eight weeks, so he's not going to get any relief mm-hmm. from there. Um, Glasnow right. is coming back. That's good news. Uh, but he still has Kyle Wright and A.J. Puck that are definitely nursing some injuries. Um, so very shaky ground that the Domers are walking. Um, but it is at the top. So, you know, it can't be, can't be feel too bad for him, I guess. But... Yeah, we'll see how much longer he can he can keep the charade going, or if if he's going to make a push, or if he's going to start making deals. Not sure, but yeah. I've noticed uh, with the Golden Domers, even with the best record, um, they do have one of the worst records on Fridays. Yes, I have a breakdown by the day. They're only two and five, which is tied with two other teams with the worst record on that day. However, they do have the best record on Saturdays, at six and two, so they balance that out. Um, and. It does show also, it's weird how you just, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but you brought up these two teams and I'm looking at them while you're talking to them. And they're only a game apart, a, a, win, a, a game apart by win. And even point-wise total, they're within, what is it? I'm looking at that right? 40 points difference that the actual Fanatics house. Uh, no, like so 10, 10 points. No, see, you you might are you online? Yeah. Oh, it's not you're, live. Right. I'm looking at, at. By the way, I'm I am doing as of closing time Sunday night. Yeah. So yep. Monday's game does not count. Right. Um. So you gotta be careful what we're looking at if we're going online. Um. That makes it tough when we're making a day late of a show here, but we'll make it work. With that said, also, um, the fanatics actually have three days that they lead they have the best record. Mondays they're five and one. Wednesdays are five and two. Fridays are six and one. So they're 
they have their favorite days. So pretty interesting. Again, early, you know, we haven't a little bit of a breakdown. We haven't played everybody in the league yet, and yet some we have already played six times. Kind of a fluky, wacky schedule that was created, but that's the way it laid out. So unfortunately, um, that's where we're at. A little bit of update with standings. Uh, give shout outs to we already talked about the Golden Nomers experience at nine game win streak, but that was done in April. Since our last show, both the Badgers and the Moonlight Grams uh, experienced a nine-game win streak as well to tie the record for the season for nine games. And speaking of nine, our beloved Green Onions have the nine-game losing streak. I don't know what's up with the nines right now, but that's where we're at. So three teams are nine-game winning streaks and one nine-game losing streak. Congratulations on your part. Thank you. <laughs> trying to figure out let me let me click real quick here your losing streak was between hardcore and the bail bonds you got swept by both two four game series got swept by them that doesn't add up i'm sorry four games to hardcore three to the bail bonds and two by the fanatics so you got swept by three series in a row that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Then bounce back and beat the boys in summer three out of four. So congrats on that. Yeah, I'm back. But that was a tough run. That was from May second until May tenth. Their nine game skid there. So yeah, I was just setting lineups. I wasn't. I had no faith. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, he has a green flag today, so let's throw him in. And let's take a look since we are talking about it. Let's give shout out to Badgers. Where are you? Here we are. Their nine-game win streak was during man, right team. I'm not picking up. There it is. There it is. Uh, hardcore involved too. He uh, Badgers swept hardcore. Um, it was the end of April, but it was before in between our show. So end of April, three games, swept the Black Sox at the beginning of May, and got one out of three with the Dukes to get a nine-game win streak there. Ended in May fifth, uh, May sixth. My bad. And then who was the other team? It was the Moonlight Grams. Their stretch included uh, May tenth until just Saturday. Actually, they lost their first game on Sunday to end their skid. Um, split with the Badgers on the tenth. And then swept the heat wave for four and the green onions for two and took uh, two out of three with the dome. So that is about as fresh as you can get for a streak. So congrats to all of you to at least get that. Every team needs that at some point in the season. So um, I think that's about all we want to cover for the standings to keep the show, you know, under an hour or so. Uh, anything to add before we switch over? Uh, no, we can roll right into the transactions, the prospect pickups. Awesome. There were 20 transactions, um, but we're not going to go over all of them um, because they're so widespread out, and I'm not going to say they're rel- irrelevant, but they're not relevant per se. So Cal and I um, discussed, let's just go with the kids that were claimed. Um, you want to dive into that? I lost that page, so go for it. 
Yeah, so I think t- timeline wise, I think Bibby was the first one to get called up. Um, yeah, he's kind of an older prospect. Yeah, he's kind of an older prospect. April twenty seven. Right, and uh, he is he's twenty four. Um, I think um, like a, as far as top one hundred, I think he was slot, slotting like in the nineties. So not like a total, like not a lot of hype around him. Um, he was like a fifth round pick for them in twenty twenty one. So he wasn't like ever a, a you know really high end guy throughout his his uh, ascension through the minor leagues, um, but he was a big strikeout guy before he had, he had gotten called up. Triple uh, A, he looks like he had made twenty eight minor league starts in that span. Um, he had one hundred forty eight innings, one hundred eighty six Ks, and he did impress when he did get, when he got called up. So. Um, I think Murano slapped seven bucks on him just to make sure he got ten, ten bucks on him. Yep, that's right. Because yep. there's seven. Seven is the next prospect that we're going to talk about, uh, who is Bryce Miller. Uh, Miller was there was two Millers. There was Mason Miller and there was Bryce Miller, and it was kind of like a battle. Who's going to get caught up first? Mason won that battle, but Bryce absolutely blew away Mason as far as his performance. Um, say the least. Yeah, to say the least. First of all, he's still playing, so that's that's number one. Um, but uh, I didn't know Bryce had such a powerful fastball. Um, probably is in the 99th percentile as far as spin rate, which a lot of people will say you don't need spin to have a good fastball. But if you look at who's got the, the spinniest fastball, it's typically the best pitchers. You know, your DeGroms and your McClanahan's, like those guys. Uh, Burns used to have a pretty uh, high spin rate before he sucked. Um, so, yeah, it's usually pretty in- indicative of some guy, a, a guy who can miss bats frequently which translates into points and uh miller seems to be one of the elites at doing that and i think it's indicative of long-term success so seven bucks is is a pretty good bargain i think for that i'd say it's solid deal um then further down the list we had matt mclean who was mashing every single ball he saw in triple a um he was just on fire i think he had like a ops at like a thousand um, and every, almost every day, I, my Twitter feed was just Matt McLean homers. So he was absolutely due to get the call, and he did. Um, I think he even homered recently. He had like a two run shot to for his yes. for his first homer. Um, it was like over the right field wall wall scraper, but you know what, it still counts. Um, and our last one was Matt Liebertor, who I was just waiting. I was by the just, way, hardcore, hardcore choir. Yes, hardcore. And I don't know if you said. Boys of Summer acquired Bryce Miller for seven. Hardcore got McLean for a discount of five dollars. Right. Yeah. I sorry. I, I did not provide the info, but um, I can tell you who got Libertor, and that'd be yours truly. Uh, I slapped down a fat stack on him. I was waiting on him to get called up. Um, it was Matt, Matt Libertor has been the saving grace in AAA for uh, any Cardinals fans that are tired of seeing the same old, same old in the rotation. Um, so hopefully he's the the signs of life that are needed. Now, if the front office can get their head out of their behind and actually start him, that would be welcomed. Um, but for right now, I, I guess Leaves is just going to be in the bullpen, which is idiotic. It's uh, inept in its highest form. I want all of them fired. But until then, we just got to stay the course. Leaves will be a starter at some point, and he'll be very successful. So those of you who are actually listening to this later, you're going to find out when we were recording this. 
literally just watched the latest acquisition, Mickey Moniak, fire the Black Sox, go yard to lead the game with the Angels playing Red Sox on MLB Network. So no cussing involved, but I did just witness that and was silent and watching it. Unbelievable. Dead center. Dead center. Um, kick it back. One thing. Uh, word of the day is I heard Spinius. I'll have to look that up later. Spinius. That's, that's, that just, I made it up. That was just used on this show. So mark it down. <laughs> All right, very quick with the transactions. Flip it over to the trades. We actually had four trades uh, in the month of May. Um, three out of the four were done by guess which team? Probably me. Uh. <laughs> you? No. You didn't even do a trade, did you? I, no. no, you haven't even done a trade. No, I was just no, I was being facetious. But I know Trader so, Lance over there is getting in the weeds. He led it off on the 1st of May with the Phenoms. Uh, it was more draft picks than anything. The Heat Wave get third round of the Phenoms, while the Phenoms get hardcore fourth rounder and Josh Smith. Anything on that trade? Yeah, I, I don't think I have much of an opinion on it. It just seems like a draft pick swap for, you know, a bat for right now that they don't, like, these guys don't have to spend whack. And these are two guys who spent on the auction. So, you know, Josh Smith is more valuable than he would be to others. Yep. There's more of them, meh, okay. Yeah, moving it's, on. It's just um, a trade to trade. And the next one, moving on as well, to May 5th, um, the bail bonds and the iron bonds get involved. Uh, with more to make room. Um, because I'm trying to remember which picture was coming off of the DL. Uh, two of them come off. I don't think it was Wayne. I don't think it was Crawford. No, I can't remember. But anyways, Brady Singer was traded and Dylan Moore to the bail bonds. Well, the Iron Pods get Joey Gallo. Um, what's your take on that one? Uh, I can't believe you went and, and got Joey Gallo. It, it seems like a very un- it's weird. uncharacteristic deal that you would make after all your... It's very yeah, talking. it's very non, non-pause oriented. But you know what? When you're not in last place, thanks to you... Yeah. Um, you got to do something different. So. <laughs> yeah, shake it up. And Gallo's been uh, somewhat of a beneficiary of the the new shift rules. Um, I I don't know if that really impacts your hard hit rate, but he seems to be a little mentally better. I would assume he's he has been a different Gallo out of New York. So yeah, maybe you you get some more production out of him now. Well, and not to say much, but he is my. Oh, that's first baseman of the three I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Trey Mancini and Tristan Casas. They're almost par for par over there with the two of them. You just don't know which one's going to be in the lineup for the night. Um, and for Gallo, you know, it's it's just they're not the best first basemen, obviously, but um, it's a bat, and my my depth is weak. I've got too many kids on on the bench. Um, so at least I have a pulse in the, on the bench, and we'll see if it'll help out. But, you know, it's a timetable thing there. Uh, the next day was May 6th. Heat Wave are back at it uh, with the Gunners. The Gunners acquired the Heat Wave's second rounder. Uh, while I cannot believe this guy was traded, but Giovanni Gallegos goes to the Heat Wave. Um, yeah. Heat Wave dropped Trevor May, so... 
We should take a note. Okay. Uh, this is a very simple mental exercise. Okay. You are in the second round of like the an actual draft. Like just let's just say twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three rolls around. You you have I don't know probably the twenty fourth overall pick. You're sitting there. You know you're ready to draft. You've gone through all your specs, your prospects, and you know you're ready to make your selection. You telling me that top of your queue is Giovanni Gallegos? Not my queue. I he's he's. I didn't realize that in my in my in my assumption here. This means that like Gio is worth like five bucks. And that's even if you want to pick him up. But fine, he does have a whip under one. I'll give him that much credit, even though Gio sucks. Um, I say this because I'm very bitter. I've seen him blow many a game. I have I, I have I have I can't think of a single human on the planet I have less faith in than Gio. But you give up a, a second round pick for a guy who's worth five bucks. When if you just get rid of Geo, that just means you basically give five bucks whack for a second round pick. That's crazy. I, it's fine. Maybe it was a, a trade that was needed. He needed to get it done just to get a guy in his bullpen because he doesn't have the whack. But what a fleecing by Aaron here. I'm like, what well, great job, dude. That's a. I'm very happy with that. If I was Aaron, but yeah, Lance. Yeah, I'm glad it was Lance's. I'm glad it was Lance's pick. I don't want him drafted in the second round. Get him out of there. I hope he has no picks. More of these trades, please. I like seeing this. But, yeah, it was just shocking when I saw it. Final trade. Once again, the heat wave. Um, dealing with the Fanatics, um, which I thought was weird because they're chasing each other. Um, but heat wave get Chris Bryant, otherwise known as Bruce Bryant. And the Fanatics get Corbin Burns, which bad timing. <laughs> yeah. Hence, hence his last outing. But Wipe away yesterday's outing, you know, what we got here. Uh, he's still been struggling. He's just, I don't know what's going on with Corbin. To to be, be a, uh, really, him and Alcantara both are Cy Young candidates that, well, you I mean Cy Young winners, actually, that mm-hmm. just are, are not a factor, honestly, as far as being on your team. So, Initially, that deal shocked me. I was like, wow, Matt got a heck of a deal here. Amazing. The more I thought about it, it's like, well, Bryant seems to be more consistent as far as what you know you're getting. Burns is a is a risk, but it's like, man, that upside is so high. How can you not touch it? But I totally get where Lance is coming from. It's It feels like they're, they're rising the wall a bit of, you know, maybe we'll never see Cy Young-level Burns if this is what we're seeing now, but you got to at least give him a chance. You know, but I know Lance's rotation is elite, so he can he can afford to like, give up a Burns to plug in a whole like outfield. You know, if if he needs someone like a Bryant, and he went and did it, he took care of what he needed to do. This is definitely a typical, you know, I'm in the hunt type move. So it, I think it, it's it's win for both parties. It's a good deal. That's the end of the trades. That's a, that's the four trades that we had. So that's it for the transactions. It's going to be a short show because that's all we wanted to do anyways. Um, I do want to ask, get your input because you have no idea how I'm even bringing this up, but uh, going into the holiday weekend schedule, what's your take on the game coming up? Like like the current series that we have going on? They're saying the, yep. the, the ones we have now are going into the weekend? Okay. Correct. All right, so currently we do have um, – Kind of a mismatch. Well, we have two bottom, like bottom dwellers. We have some cellar dwellers. 
uh, Onions and Wonders. Currently, I'm winning the game right now, so I'm pretty excited. I'm kind of riding the high on Eovaldi at the moment. This complete game. Um, let's take a look here. We got Bill, Bonds, and Badgers. Both teams are fourth in their division. Um, we really do have some really good matchups this week. Uh, Dukes yeah. and Gunners, you know, five and six in their division. No, actually, no. Five and five. Did you, how did you write the schedule? What the heck? This is crazy. Is this all legit? Phenoms and Paws, six and six in their divisions? That's weird. That's kind of spooky. We have eight and eight playing each other, six and six playing each other, five and five. Hmm. Very interesting stuff. Definitely stay tuned on that. Well, it just, it just, it just once again shows or validates the uh, parity in the league, the the balance of the of the standings and whatnot. I don't know about balanced schedule. Like I said, it's not balanced, yeah. but. I will say for um, for league health wise, if it wasn't for me being so bad, I I am very happy with how the standings stack up this year because um, Clash has been the little brother for a few years. I think it's just kind of something we can all agree on. Um, right. But it's it's good to see that I think you can put them up against each other at any time, and any one of these teams could have a slugfest with you know another division like a division rival or whoever. Um, so that it's good to see that just for the health of the league, that you know it, it there is parity like like day to day you never know who's going to win it's not it's not all locked up. That reminds me, uh, there was a few other um, nuggets I wanted to put out there. Since our last show, there's only been one team that made it in our top high scores. We can't call it the fifty point club. Um, we raised the bar on the sixty point club, but number ten. Is Badgers? They just did that um, last week. Actually, two weeks. My bad. On the ninth was the last team to break top ten, breaking Badgers uh, at fifty nine, fifty nine point eight seven. We'll call it sixty. So if you're gonna make the list. You got to get sixty. Um, that's where the bar is now. So in order for high score teams, no, um, you know, I keep track of the days too. No, no record breakers for the highest score in the day at all. That all happened as late as April 14th was the highest. Uh, same thing for lowest scores. You know, we've been basically right in the middle, right in the meeting, if you will. However, the lowest scores of the 10, there has been six uh, new teams to make the list. Green Onions are on it twice. Iron Paws are on it. The Tribe, the Gunners, and the Dukes. The Dukes on the 19th, which was this past Friday. A Friday, mind you. Minus nine total points. Thank you for breaking my record of minus seven. But um, the Gunners on the 5th had minus 2.9. And uh, you have two of them at 0.061 and... Minus 0.17. By the way, speaking of your 0.061, um, no, it wasn't that one. It was your point negative 0.17. Good thing you and I weren't playing on the 21st because I literally I thought I had a I thought I had a uh, illegal roster because I had zero points, like literally not even a decimal. I'm like, crap! Did I have an illegal roster? No, my team just sucked. Wow, that's I had nothing. That's tough Literally, got. I'd rather be negative. I think 
and just bageled. I yeah. don't know. It was just weird. Negative. If it's negative, it, you know, you can kind of be like, ah, I had some strikeouts, I had a bad start. What are you going to do? But zero is a bagel, so, dude. I mean, it sticks out to everyone in the league, you know. So, yeah. It was like zero. What the heck happened to him? But again, that was uh, that was Sunday. That, that was the game that wrapped up this uh, this for this show. Yeah. Um, you and I ended really strong. Mm-hmm. Had you and I played, it would have been the score zero to minus point one seven. I mean, at least for me, I'm like a, a couple of pixels away from having one point. So I mean, your your zero is still zero, no matter what happens. You can't do negative zero. So you know, I feel like my dash could, if someone's just like looking at it real quick, they could be like, oh, he he beat him. So at least mine, I think, is better than yours. It was a weird Sunday because even the Bond score only scored one point seven. Yeah. While, yeah. Um, by the way, cursed Friday. Uh, here I am scoring nothing, and the Gunners waste uh, almost fifty-one points against me. So feel bad for that one. But I mean, we—it was like uh, another tale of two cities here because here you had a fifty-pointer. A 53-pointer by the Heat Wave in a couple 30s as well, which is solid. But then you're getting, I think there was like four teams that were single digits and add two more there in, in the in the teens. It was just a weird Sunday of an of a of scores, but it wasn't anywhere near a low score. Maybe had high scores too. It's a crazy game, and we've some we've seen some crazy days where some teams like the same team. We'll put up 50 and come back with four points. No rhyme or reason. So when you figure it out, oh, that's the other thing. We did have two ties. We had two ties already in this league. If anybody's keeping oh, score. Yeah, on. that's right. Uh, we'll bring that up. It was on the 18th, the Fanatics and the Boys of Summer both had 28.66 points, but the Boys of Summer had more hits, nine to four. So they got the victory on that. And then just recently, the pause in the tribe could not believe this one. Um, where's that at? One second. It was on the 17th, tribe in the pause, 31.33. And what's crazy is we both had one reliever go. Okay. And not menu. 31.33. We both had 0.33. He has Bautista. I have Cano. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> I mean, it was dead lock. Uh, we had the same amount of runs, so we went actually from the tenth to the eleventh, and he beat me in singles, nine to eight. So it was that that close of a game. So congrats on those close games. The two ties already. I, I don't think we've ever had two in a season, mind you. And now we've had two in a month. So. Just letting you guys know, it's a wacky season and just begun. We're third in, so um, shout out to our biggest fan, Andy the Phenoms. This show was brought to you by you and giving it to you. I uh, appreciate your enthusiasm. Anybody else actually listens to the show? Um, we do enjoy doing them. We do apologize not being on time i guess or within the schedule frame but we will do our best throughout it's going to get tougher during the summer but we're going to try to make sure we are ready and rock and roll circumstance time this time but um sticking with it will help and you guys love it so that's good to know maybe we'll get you on andy how about that maybe that that's what we can yeah, do that'd be fun. absolutely 
you know, get some fresh voices on here. So, um, with that, y'all have a safe and fun holiday weekend. Um, it's actually my anniversary coming up, so I've got four days off coming up. Looking forward to it. You're on vacation, aren't you? Coming up? Yeah, I will be. A lot of golfing will be had. Thank goodness. And good weather to do so. Yes. So that's awesome. All right. So with that said, y'all enjoy baseball. Enjoy your families. Be safe. And we will see you at the Diamond. Love you guys.